0: Our guest today has been Grayson Television Sets and basketball courts for public viewing since the early 2000s. He's humble and lets his game do all the talking. He goes by many names, but I'm proud to call him friend. Today, as we launch our podcast, we welcome Grayson, the Professor Boucher. Welcome to the Playing for Eternity podcast, working together to put God first in our game. Yeah, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. You are the first guest on the plane for Eternity podcast. And I uh, thought of no one better than to have you uh, on here because I know you, uh, you live that out every day in your life. And I'm excited for the people to get to know you a little bit. Um, I want to tell the story of how we met because I think it's, it's kind of fun. I know we talked about this recently and uh, you have a different memory than I do. Because I remember, I knew who you were, obviously being a, ba- being a basketball guy, and uh, the and one, and uh, the, the mixtape, and all that type of stuff. And we were on set of, semi- not the set, we were actually in a, in a gym. A tryout. Though. Tryout, in some gym in Van Nuys, I think, somewhere. And we were, uh, they were placing people on teams, like they were getting six or seven teams together for this movie. And I remember spotting you, and I remember that guy actually brought you over and put you on, my team, and then it was like all the teams were saying, "Like this is cool. This let me get to know this guy. It'll be kind of fun." And uh, and then the last minute, he put me on another team, and so we actually never—I don't think ever saw each other again. Wow. I, I don't think we ever talked. Uh, but that was the first time I remember kind of meeting you. I think I remember telling you about that, and you didn't remember that. But then tell me the next time when did we when did we meet again?
1: So the next time we met, I think was uh, downtown LA at the Orsini. I believe a um, mutual friend of ours brought you. Remember, we had that ball up practice. The Orsini's like apartments downtown LA, but it has like an NBA court. So remember, we had like the first ever actually official like ball up practice was in there. And I think you came as like just an extra guy. or whatever. I think maybe we needed bodies or maybe he wanted to have a big man there for us to go against. And you came in there.
0: So you needed a slow white guy, and they called me up. Hey, man,
1: you really could work that day. <laughs>
0: so that's fun. And then, so fast forward, mm-hmm. and then you end up coming to uh, the gym mm-hmm. at Shepherd Church, mm-hmm. and we got connected. Who brought you to the gym? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, it was uh, Demetrius Spencer, who was running ball up at the time. He had played in the Shepherd League, so mm-hmm. like, years prior to that, a few yeah. years prior to that, and... We wanted to run again, so we went up there, and he was also friends with Chris Ray. Uh, obviously, he's still a mentor and friend of mine today. And um, I remember actually going against Pastor Dudley. Was it like my first or second game up there? Uh-huh. He face guarded me the entire game. <laughs> now, I was super frustrated. I almost feel like he was trying to see like where I was at, just you know, mentality wise. Yeah. I remember like just shoving him off like brutally a couple times <laughs> just to get the ball.
0: Did you know he was a pastor at the time? I had
1: no idea, but af- afterwards he had me come to his office and he was really nice and gave me some reading materials
0: yeah so that's cool and then we ended up getting hooked up mm-hmm. we ended up uh playing on the same team for a while and, and being in the gym now that's a that's a good story that goes back that goes back a long way so I'm glad you're here just to, to share your story excited for, for people to hear uh, about your faith now I know you're on all kinds of different platforms and you have your own YouTube channel uh how many followers right now on instagram oh uh
1: two million on each platform yeah so Instagram is like two point two youtube's two point two and then Facebook's
0: like one point eight million okay Matt wow that's that's amazing so it's it's steadily growing because I think last time I checked it was like two so that's cool um what's your favorite social media site like where do you like to where do you like to be
1: I watch YouTube like it's funny, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and we were just talking about how the new T V is really like YouTube or streaming services, you know, whether you talk about Netflix or Hulu or YouTube, that's pretty much where people are at. Like the whole cable stations is unless you're catching like a game, mm-hmm. sports center or something one off, most people are on streaming or on YouTube. Yeah. So for me I, I watch YouTube. Like I don't even watch T V. Like for me watching a game the other day, I watched Warriors Rockets. Yeah. First time I watched TV and I, don't, I couldn't even remember how long. You know, my thing was, all, I was never a big TV watcher anyway. It was always like catching a movie or it was like sports.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. I know it sure is a, sure a different time. So I want to get into a little bit of your faith part. And I think with, uh, obviously as an athlete and as a celebrity, uh, especially you know, being a social influencer and, and all, all these followers, how do you balance that with your faith?
1: I think it took me a while to figure out, you know, coming to faith in in 2011, I don't think I even understood uh, the responsibility at hand with the platform, you know what I mean? And then it was like, it took some time to understand the responsibility, and then it's like, well, how do we execute it? You know what I mean? And so I feel like the last few years, I've came to a good place of understanding, like how to execute, and I think it's it's a number of different ways. So one way would be like, all right, well, we definitely... Definitely want to be bold for Christ on social, not to a point where we're turning away people who are not Christian, mm-hmm. but but in a way that everybody can receive it, and uh, we're still being bold and not compromising on any level. So through social media, whether mm-hmm. that's me telling my story on a YouTube video, as you know, as we're rolling cameras today, yeah. or whether it's uh, uh, some posting some on Instagram, They showing them, hey, I was at Sunday service today. You know, just being really open about. Mm-hmm. How I get down day in and day out, and how you know God plays a role in my life. Yeah. Jesus Christ is the center of my life. So there's that aspect. I think the, the second aspect would be uh, through mentorship. I think there's a lot of people who have a respect for what I do for basketball, mm-hmm. or even just you know maybe that's the way we meet, and then they start to see how I get down, and they'll trust me with like asking questions, whether it's life or advice on something. So I have a bunch of people that mentor. Yeah, um, a bunch of younger guys. And so that's been great. I've been able to be an impact that way. Um, I think the other way is doing stuff like this. You know, hey, you want to do my my faith-based podcast. We're actually doing like three of them this week. So stuff like that. There's been ministry events uh, where I go give my testimony at like a clinic, Mm -hmm. a basketball clinic. Or even I did two games with uh, this tour I I roll with sometimes called Court Kings, where they want me to give my testimony like at halftime or -hmm. the first quarter of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's been good. I I think there's a number of ways to impact, and um, every year, especially like the past like three or four years, I try to make it a goal to step it up, you know, and and, uh, try to impact more people for Christ through my platform. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. I I I hope people hear that that um, you're being intentional with what you're trying to do, and I think that you know, just as you kind of made that shift. I think it's more about, hey, what can I do, mm-hmm. rather than just kind of reacting to people. I think that's something we need to, we need to think about, is that being intentional. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, I just got thinking, your life is out there for people to see. How difficult, like in that process of becoming celebrity and you know, being well-known and followers and all that, to uh, remain transparent mm-hmm. for people. You know imagine that can be tough you know you have a private life you have you know your friends and family you know all that type of stuff so how do you balance that transpar- and transparency so people can see that but you still have kind of you know you still have grace i mean what, how much are we seeing there
1: yeah it can be tough it can be tough i think that uh i think you want to be transparent to people by giving them an ear or shaking their hand or chopping it up you know um but then I, th- I think I think you only can do what you can, right? Sometimes you can't cater to everybody's needs. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have a PCU as far as you know, a selfie, a photo, an autograph, a conversation. But mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just got to get used to saying no. <laughs> a lot of times too. But as far as just transparency and people knowing a lot about you, uh, I was actually used to that because you know, 2003 when I started playing professionally, uh, my whole life was basically on ESPN mm-hmm. in a very transparent way. Also because the players who, who were playing on the N1 mixtape tour that were featured the year prior, they were like the players who were the face of it. They were, they were shown, but they were really only in their environment, like, like basketball, a little bit off the court. Like mm-hmm. for me, I feel like my whole life story was on there. People knew where I was from, that I had this regular job. Now we're getting picked up to, you know, similar to like somebody on American Idol, mm-hmm. you know, something I got picked up in this contest and now this is my new job. So they knew my real name. This was, yeah. a whole thing where I was just immediately put out of the public and I think it was really hard to adjust uh, to that sort of lifestyle at first but I think towards the middle or the end of my own career I was completely used to that and then now coming to faith it was kind of a, a different way to treat it okay. so, so I definitely um, wanted to be more adhering to the people and um, you know make sure that I'm Repping Christ when I'm talking to folks just out on the street where you see them, yeah, and uh, try to be you know try to be as open book as I can.
0: Yeah, well, I've I've seen you grow a ton in that area. I mean, you know, watching you kind of you know come to, come to know the Lord and seeing you and and just even following you uh, on your social media stuff. I've seen you know just that intentional part of it, and I think you hit on this earlier. Um, I just think it's important for people to think about when we uh, you talk about not overdoing it. And I think sometimes we can come off so strong and I love that about sports because it is such a uh, tangible way to interact with one another, to create relationships. And I think you, you do a good job at connecting with, with people. Um, and I even think about that transparency when you were early on, I think that led people to really have a liking for you. Mm. you were vulnerable, you're, you transparent. I think people know that you're real. And I think, so when you come off and share your faith, it comes off as real mm. And I'll vouch for it. I I know your I know your faith is real, and and, you, and you're owning that every day. That's awesome. So I want to know what do you what do you fight against as with, with your lifestyle? And obviously, we're talking basketball today. Um, what do you fight against? Knowing that you know God, this is this is something God wouldn't want in my life. Mm-hmm. Is there something that kind of just it, you just keep coming up against? I mean, is it obviously the, the circles you run, the busyness? Is it the you know, the the culture of basketball that, that can be that can be so negative. What do you what do you fight against in trying to trying to honor God in your your uh, where you're at in your life?
1: Yeah, I think it's quite a bit of things. There's <laughs> quite a few things. I think for me, um yeah, I mean what may have stuck out the most in the past was just, you know, trying to honor God with our sport. You know, like like when I'm playing ball even as simple as going to play pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, like like repping Christ fully through and through in a game of pickup basketball.
0: <laughs> Might know, be the hardest thing on earth. Yeah, it's
1: just very hard for athletes. <laughs> and I think that for, for me, what comes into play would be like pride because um, when I go play publicly, like if I go play pickup, there's always somebody who wants to like test me because mm-hmm. of who I am or whatever. So they, they try to, you know, they're going to try to get some fame off my name, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know, by playing extra hard. Maybe they're fouling a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. uh Maybe somebody doesn't want to pass the ball. Um, it could be a number thing. Usually, it's like a fouling thing. It's yeah, really like yeah, physical yeah. and almost over the top to where it's like now we're not concerned about people's safety. Yeah, and and it's very hard to handle that. Christ, like so, that's been a struggle. I think for me, also, uh, you know, being on tour uh, around you know team of non Christians that could be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um nowadays we're a little more set up, like I have a lot of accountability. I usually travel with one or two guys who are also Christians. We start out with the Diva on the day, so that's been great. That's awesome. But um that was tough. And then also for me, business wise, sometimes just patience and different things. I think things can wear on me a little bit or I get frustrated, you know, whether you're waiting for a deal to come through or we we go back and forth on an edit, you know. 20 to 30 times in different drafts and these are all just normal normal business uh, video company procedures Mm -hmm. you know landing a deal could take a long time to you know back and forth with the lawyer forever so sometimes patience in that regard yeah in that regard can can, uh can weigh on me and then you know now i'm not
0: well hey i I appreciate you being transparent there because i think that's something we all go through i know i i know once a year, I have to go apologize to a ref because I know I, I know I overdid it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, working at a church and all that, it's still you know that that can that can creep up, and it's something we gotta we gotta keep. It's you know, funny enough,
1: every athletic pastor, like if somebody, especially if they were a good <laughs> player back in the day, I know that that's that is a struggle. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. Just taking, and I think you could call it overly competitive, right? Because. It can weigh into that, yeah. on the
0: but yeah, as much for me, like as much as that is a struggle, it's also been one of my uh, greatest uh, areas of influence mm-hmm. because people that knew me before mm-hmm. I knew the Lord and how I played, and then and then how I do now, I'm like an angel, night and day. <laughs> yeah. Night and day yeah, so it's also been a great area, some of a tool I've been able to been able to use. But totally, uh, I mean, you
1: probably hold yourself to a higher standard too, because I remember my first time I played with you. Uh huh. Mike me going away was like, man, this guy was so nice, like my t- whole team was fouling the crap out of him <laughs> every time he got in the post, me included probably yeah, yeah. There <laughs> trying to hammer you, and you were like super nice. And I remember even going away from that, you know, like everybody who was involved was like, Oh, Josh is a great guy, man. He came in Philly. he's a really good ball player too. And that that was like the MO on you going away.
0: Well, that's so, that's good to know. I so hope it's still so it's
1: definitely cool, right? But then you know I, then I've seen times where we get a little chippy you know, yeah, on the yeah, same yeah. team in the church league. Uh-huh. But we're holding ourselves to a higher standard, yeah. so even our you know sometimes our low standard with that can yeah. still have impact. Yeah,
0: yeah. What well, all gives us a chance? The same thing, you know. Even like I know I've had to go gone and apologize to guys, mm-hmm. just how like that can be. I messed up, but going and say, hey, I made a mistake. So tell me, how'd you how'd you uh, or who gave you the name Professor?
1: Oh, I got the name Professor from. um the or He's known as the original voice of street ball's MC Duke Tango. He was the MC that was for a majority of the Anwan one Mixtape Tour. And he's a really, like, animated guy. He's from the Bronx, New York. And when he calls the games, he's, like, on the court with the players. Mm-hmm. And he's actually famous for giving out a good share of, like, the most iconic nicknames from, like, Skip to My Lou, Main Event, Half Man, Half Amazing. A lot of these guys who were really pioneers in the Streetball culture, especially, mm-hmm. like, the M1 yeah, yeah. So yeah. he said I was schooling people on the court. Okay. And I think he thought that, like, I resembled a professor with, like, the way I used to do my hair, mm-hmm. what I looked like at the time.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever look back in those pictures? Oh, all the time. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing, I'm thinking of my own pictures. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. I'm yeah. usually always
1: looking at, like, video content for stuff because we always have to use older clips for, yeah. you know, different promo reels and stuff. Like yeah,
0: that. yeah. My wife always teases me because all my basketball pictures, I'm so pale because I was never outside cuz I was playing basketball all the time. Oh, <laughs> you the know now I'm outside. Course. I like to do outside sports and yeah. and all that but when I was when I was playing it was, you know, I was I never saw sunlight. I definitely know about that. Yeah. So uh I know the the Grayson journey is a long and and crazy one and I want to I want to walk through some of that jersey uh journey but with a different thought in mind. Um really as we we talk about this playing for eternity, mm-hmm. we wanted to know who impacted your faith along the way. So as you look back on becoming a Christian and how far you've come and having a personal relationship with Jesus, who was it in your life that uh, came alongside you and fed into you spiritually?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely who I mentioned earlier is uh, Chris Ray. So he's still my mentor today and friend. Um, when you first asked me this question, you know, before we did the interview, there was like a number of people, you know, that were instrumental, but I would say him Uh, Because he was the most persistent, like all the way through. You know, from the time that I was brought up to the Shepherd of the Hills, you know, basketball league, all the way to the time I came to Christ, he was there kind of like every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And for him initially, it just started with uh, giving me some advice, I think, on, I think it was with a relationship I was dealing with at the time. He gave me some advice and kind of, you know, in a loving way, like showed me that, you know, the way I was getting down wasn't actually a, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: a a great way to get down, so it wasn't all uh, the other person's fault. I remember the, the situation I was discussing with them, but then also went to a place of like, hey, you know, let's hang, you know, let's grab a bite to eat after we are done playing. Yeah. And then went to, hey, do you want to come check out these old gyms? To, hey, do you want to come to church? Mm-hmm. You know, and then... I think that before I came to Christ in those years prior, I think I actually went a couple times, and it may have been like a little bit out of curiosity, but then also partly just to be nice. You yeah. Know what I mean, or that's the way I looked at yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, Chris keeps asking, like, might as well check it out. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't be bad, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how I was looking. At it. It's got to be at least good. So I went. I didn't really participate, and uh, but he just, you know, stayed persistently invited me, and then I remember you know, my very, my lowest point when I did come to Christ. Um, obviously, he's who I look to again for, mm-hmm. for advice, you know, for uh, perspective and then, you know, then going to church to, to dig more there. So, um, so yeah, he was very impactful and, you know, he was just a guy who was the, I think he was the captain of the team at the time but mm-hmm. the captain was really just somebody who just rounded people up and mm-hmm. was nice and mm-hmm. showed everybody love. So,
0: Man, I, I love that you that you mentioned him because I know he was impactful part of your life. But I think people need to know, uh, well, you call him Chris, but everyone calls him C-Ray. C-Ray, yeah. C-Ray. <laughs> um, anyone that's ever played in that gym will most likely know C-Ray. He's getting older in age, doesn't have the game he used to have. Yeah. But he is still faithful to be out there serving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that because, in fact, w- when we first started that ministry at Shepherd, um, he was one of the very first people that came to the meeting. Gotcha. And when we expanded the basketball leagues from one night to three nights, he was one of two guys that I actually trust and trusted to take a whole night as a volunteer position. So he has a job, wife, kid, and he just saw the impact that he was able to to have with these guys. He loved, you know, just a hooper, hooper at heart Um, and to see him work in your life i know he's, i know he's worked in others mm-hmm. it's just really cool a guy that nobody's ever going to know about mm-hmm. unless you come and play at shepherd mm-hmm. um but just a guy like that getting getting his due and what he's being faithful you know with, with, with his passion with with basketball yeah it yeah it, it really it really is amazing um was there anyone else uh after you got saved that played a big uh that played a part in that. I mean, any, any other examples? Kind of, you know, someone that someone that came along, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fed you and it just you, you saw that maturity in them and, and able to to sharpen your sword, so to say.
1: I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I could go. I could say, you know, I could say you helped a lot. You know, remember we had our life group. Yep. You know, just being there in the, in the gym all the time. I wasn't
0: fishing for that answer, by the way. That that wasn't an answer. No, I know. <laughs> I,
1: know. I, I could say uh, Pastor Phil was very yeah. instrumental.
0: I was just going to mention that all all the people you talked about were people that are in the sport, love the sport, know the sport, played it. Yes. and you know I think that's what we want the listener to understand is you got people around you, the sports you play right now, to have an impact on people. I mean, how, look at you know how far. I mean, I'll vouch for, for you know the the maturity and how far you've come in that. We talked about that already. Think about those guys that were there around you the whole time, um, and we have everyone, all of us right now. We have people around us. You know, totally. that, that we could be affecting, yeah.
1: Oh, completely. Everybody has a platform just, just for being in the sport. That's the crazy thing. Every, like you said earlier, you know, people think that they have to garner a following on social media or make it play a super high level ball to have a platform. But it's really just like the people you interact with every day, you know, we don't even realize the people who are around daily are watching us and, and taking note of how we get down. Mm-hmm. So if, if you display, you know, Christ like qualities, you're impacting right there yeah. just the people you're organically
0: around yeah so i love this question it's like a 2020 question yeah. and uh i got a thousand answers when, when i think about this but if we're going back to before you found the lord mm-hmm. and now to where you are your journey hitting the game-winning shot in the madison square garden your An one your An one tour the the ball up your travel the you know celebrity hooper and, and your personality all that that you are now when you look back before you saved is there an example or two or a story you could share about how you saw God working even before you owned your relationship with him
1: oh completely um one thing i always allude to is that um and i've heard a lot of people say this is that sometimes your passion is where your purpose is at and i think that sometimes if not a lot you know god gives us a passion, you know, like I feel like I took to the game, like that was my passion, I just did it for fun, mm-hmm. and I feel like I stumbled on that, you know, pre-Christ, but ultimately it's like that's where my purpose was going to be, if mm-hmm. he knew that I would take a liking into the game, you know, uh, was very diligent with practice, spent all my time with the game.
0: Well, even so, you hitting the game when he shot, putting you on the map, I mean, all, all that was part of that, part of your journey, that was obviously powerful to, to put you where you are today, getting to speak to... Millions of people, the same thing story can be said for someone uh losing a game mm-hmm. and that having that impact or having someone hit rock bottom and then them being able to to come out of that and using that as fuel and a story and and get them where they need to go so I think it you know it's not the win and losses but it's the, the what God's doing in the heart um, mm-hmm. I think and he can do that through sports easy all the time you know there's failures there's ups and downs i mean that that's kind of what sports takes so before we go, speak to the athlete, the coach, someone that just loves their game, their sport. It doesn't have to be basketball. What would you want to share with them? They're listening right now.
1: Just, you know, I want to convey to them that sports is, it's more, it's more than a game. You know what I mean? They always say that, right? It, it's life. It's bigger than a game. And I think that it's an incredible tool to be able to impact people for Christ and, and inspire them. And uh, really just to be thankful, you know, that you get to do something that, uh, that's your passion and, and it could end up as a career for you. It could not. But just to know that you have, you know, extreme impact within that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. I, th- I think that's so true. We all have impact where we are. Well, man, I'm proud of you. Uh, watch you go through a lot of these, a lot of this, you know, the stories we shared today. But watch you go through that, watching you, you mature. Um, and really watching how God has protected uh, you and, he, and he, he continues to bless, bless your game. Uh, and I'm going to continue praying for you and, and praying God, uh, yeah, God continue as you play for eternity. Uh, so, anyone living under a rock that maybe has, hasn't seen you, hasn't heard of your Spider Man video, hasn't seen you on YouTube, or follow you on, on Instagram, where can they find you online?
1: Oh, you check out my YouTube channel, uh, Professor Live, my Facebook, Professor Live, and my Instagram is actually at Global Hooper.
0: The Global Hooper, that is a perfect name, perfect name. Well, man, I appreciate you being here, and uh, love you, man. Uh, my prayers are always up for you. Hey,
1: love you too, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening. To find out more about Eternity Sports or to join the challenge of putting God first in your game, visit us at EternitySports.com